We are back! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Do We Love It podcast. This is your host, Dr. Water with Lemon, recording live from the Gin A Studios. Wow. I, uh, feeling a lot of things right now. Uh, excitement, nerves, rust. Uh, yeah, I know this. I have. I'm at a loss. I don't even know how we do this. Um, just got to get back on the horse, I guess, and figure it out. Is podcasting like riding a bike? Hmm. Something to chew on. Get the notebook out. Uh, went back into the office this week. Chill. It was just for two days. And it was because the VP was in town. It's... We can still work from home, so relax. We're not going back full-time, not to worry. Um, Mixed feelings, mixed feelings. Um, hmm. I actually, I didn't mind it too much. And I do love working from home. I always say the... um, And... Disclaimer for any any new listeners or people who aren't up to date, but uh, um, might come across as insensitive. I don't know how else to put it, but I've been like a constant like the pandemic is the best thing that's ever happened to me, um, and I'm only speaking from like my personal life, um, from like a very selfish perspective. Obviously, I'm not speaking about like the world as a whole or people affected negatively by it or whatever. Um, if you want serious talk, go to, you know, CNN or, or something boring. Um, so been working from home, love it, you know, getting 90 minutes of commute time back to myself. Uh, got a good little setup at the crib as the kids from, uh, the eighties like to call it. Um, so pretty much I'm like a big proponent of work from home, but going back into the office was kind of nice. Um, not that I like want to do it regularly, but it was definitely good to, uh, you know, it was kind of like going to a high school reunion. It's like, I I don't want to like go to that every day, but it's good to see people. Um, we got a new VP. He was in town. I thought it was beneficial to meet with him. He actually gave me uh, useful advice instead of blowing smoke up my ass. So I appreciated that. Um, free food. How can you beat that? Uh, we had went out for sushi on yesterday and then, uh, they, uh, catered some Mediterranean food in today. Um, the combination of going out day one, catering in day two is clutch. So keep in mind that it was completely optional to come into these the office these two days that the VP was in town. Think you're an absolute fool if you don't go in on one of those days. And day two, the turnout was significantly lower. I would say we got 70% that came in yesterday and we got about like 50% that came in today. But the VP had to catch a plane at like noon today and our 
direct boss, he had to leave early today. So people start to trickle out, such as myself. It is three o'clock right now, but you know, traffic picks up, gotta save myself a little bit of time. Um, but because everybody trickled out, they ordered way too much Mediterranean food and the admin put a little sticky note that said, please take some home or dispose of it. So under the cloak of absence by a lot of people, I just took home an entire tray of uh, grilled or sautéed veggies, which were dank, healthy, and uh, I could, I'm just going to be able to eat it for days. Uh, the Natterhorn is going to flip out. I, can, I almost want to like record her flipping out on me for bringing this home because uh, I went grocery shopping yesterday and I was shopping at Costco. I'm currently off my suspension from Costco, but uh, I did get somewhat of a, a warning. Um, I didn't go overboard on the last shop, but, you know, I, it, it, it was a little larger than necessary, although I would say I did hone it down, and also I kind of, I've kind of turned a focus towards um, freezable items uh, to help uh, the longevity, longevity of perishables and kind of, you know, take the pressure off. Because sometimes it's like you get like day five after a Costco shop and the pressure is on to just mow perishables. And uh, it was causing a lot of stress, a lot of tension in the household, so we're trying to veer away from that. But anyway, we have a full fridge and I'm coming back with a monster tray, which I'm fired up about. I'm going to get chewed out for, but it'll be worth it. Um, so, and I got a laptop. Yeah, apparently everybody in the company got a laptop like a year ago, and I just never got mine. So I saw everybody with them, and I was like, oh, I don't really need that, but I want one. So they gave me one. So that's cool. Um, so yeah, all in all, I think going into the office isn't so bad. Then again, chance of me going in again for another couple months, unless there's a free lunch, is, you know, basically zero. But if there's a free lunch in two weeks, I'll go back and bring home a tray. So it's all good. Also, the outrageousness of, like, being tricked into doing things for food. I understand, like, kind of, like, the ridiculousness of it. Because it's like, all right, like, you're going to, like, you know, get dressed up and sit in traffic and, like, kind of expel, like, a ton of time, basically, to save, like, a value prop of, like, $10 in food. Yes, I am. Um, I'm... I'm one of those people where I will spend significantly more time like setting up a, an account and figuring out how to get a 50 cent discount on a Tuesday night movie ticket than I will in terms of the amount of time I'll research a stock before I'm about to like heavily invest like a ton of money off of just random tips. Um, so I, I definitely realized the, uh, Pennywise pound foolish, but sometimes you just got to accept who you are and, and deal with it. Um, so that's that's where we're at with that. Um, we did have a write-in from Rain. Um, that has a really nice ring to it. That could just be like a segment in itself. Write-in from Rain. So no pressure, Rain, but you need to write in every week. Actually, not every week because I haven't been recording every week. I've been a bad guy. Oh back to what I was saying about the pandemic. I think it's been great, but the worst thing that's happened to me about the pandemic is that I'm not consistent with podcasting 
and I walk around with like this heavy burden of shame. And uh, so right now I already feel better. So thanks for listening. Um, Oh, so Rain had a write-in about, um, like, I think it was quality of water and the taste. I just have water written down in my note. Not a, see, like, even my notes are, are bad. Um, but I was up in Oregon. Notice how, uh, how I said that. I feel pretty cool when I do that. That's how the locals say that. Learn that from the old Kugel. Um, it's not Oregon. You say Oregon. If you want to, you know, be slick, kind of like it's not Huntington Beach, Huntington, just rolls off the tongue. It's a beautiful thing. Um, quality water, so like taste of water, that's a thing. Um, and I know you're probably sitting there like, bro, your water with lemon. All that matters to you is that there's lemon in it, and the lemon masks the quality of the water. No, absolutely not. First of all. You can still, the lemon will hinder the taste, the pure taste of the water. I do not, I'm not debating you on that. But you can taste the quality of the water even through a lemon. Um, but putting that aside, although I am a water with lemon guy, I hit it straight. I'll do just straight up tap. Maybe some ice, maybe not. If I'm doing straight up tap, don't give me the ice. I want it straight. I want. I like it. I like my tap neat. Um, maybe a little chilled from the fridge, but I don't like ice cold water. Now, if there's a lemon squeeze, then then yeah, drop those drop those cubes in. And for you OGs out there, if given the choice, you know I want the airplane cubes that are circular with the holes in the middle. But putting all that aside, uh, if you're going straight up tap neat. I was up in Oregon. That is the best tap water in the world. And I'm, I would love to be proved wrong on that. But we were like all over the state. We were in Portland, Salem, uh, Bend. That's about all there is in Oregon, right? It's really not nothing else. Um, water was like, I, I, I was like tearing up at it. Like the just, I didn't know that's how water should taste, especially because we drink absolute garbage in California. California water absolutely sucks. And I don't even know if you can call it California water because half the time we're freaking importing it from Nevada. And it has like a hint of like chlorine and it's like super chemically. Um, But I'm also torn because like, it's just like we're already paying for it. Like, I don't want to buy nicer water, even though I do. I definitely do enjoy it. I don't dispute the benefits or like just the, you know, user experience of a of a nicer tap. Um, so I'm I'm really torn on that. Like to the point that I would consider moving to Oregon just for the water. Like that to me is a good enough reason to just restart life. Um, so Oregon is officially on the table as a place I would consider relocating to. Now, where that lands in the power rankings, undetermined. There's probably a list of like 100 places I would consider relocating to. It's not very high on that list, but it's on the list because that's how good the water is. So, if you go to Oregon, 
You go for the water, stay for the beers. <laughs> Is that their new state motto? All right, if you are on the Oregon tra- Travel Advisory, get the damn notebook out. I want at least a 10% commission on that. Oregon, come for the water, stay for the beer. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty impressed with myself right now. I didn't see that coming. I thought this was going to be kind of a, a darker episode, but it is sunny out. So that I think that's you know lightening the mood a little. Oh, actually, I just realized I missed my exit, so now we're we're dark again. Um, watched a few movies this week, and I mean, I watch a few movies every week, but like, I really watched the, these movies. So like, there's a difference. I, the movies I watch during work don't really count. Those are just kind of like, I like to check them off my list and say that I saw them, and you know, if I get like a nugget or two out of them, great. But I'm not really, I'm not like fully locked in whereas this week I will I was fully locked in on three moves and it only counts as being fully locked in if I'm watching it in the living room on the tv and I'm not working no cell phone no nothing don't talk to me maybe you have to put on closed captions if it's getting a little loud in the background from other people um so or if I see it in theaters so those are the only ways I can actually give a fair analysis. It's difficult to give a fair analysis if you're only half watching a movie. Um, Licorice Pizza, saw that a movie. Thumbs down. Uh, That was, that was a, it wasn't terrible, but that was a classic filmy film, and it was about Hollywood in the 70s where just all the Hollywood critics and all the people in Hollywood, it's just like an echo chamber cesspool where they're just like, you know, like jerking each other, like, oh my god, Hollywood's awesome, let's like, let's make movies about making movies, isn't it so meta? Um, it was boring, it was slow, uh, I thought like, kind of the costumes and like the timepiece aspect of it were pretty cool. Uh, maybe if you lived through the 70s, you would appreciate it more. I didn't, so um, it was, it like, it wasn't terrible, but, I mean, people were like, oh my god, this is, like, gonna be win best picture, and it probably will, the way that bullshit works. Um, it was very average, and it was slow, it was slow to develop, and... You weren't, like, it was hard to kind of invest in the characters. Um, So, not terrible, but don't go out of your way to, like, lock in for two and a half hours and, and, you know, kind of tune up the band for it. Um, So, that was Licorice Pizza. Uh, I also finished Don't Look Up. I watched that on Netflix at home. That was good. I uh, I thought that was pretty solid. Um, there was a lot of like dark humor. Um, the characters were uh, very relatable. They did a like a good job at like poking at uh, political issues and kind of like the idiocracy of the human race. Um, so yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, and I kind of went into it thinking like, oh, this is just like a big big name cast, and they're gonna kind of rely on that to carry it, but I thought it was, you know, well-written, well-directed. Um, I think Adam McKay did that. 
and Adam McKay puts out good stuff, so I'm, I'm a fan of his. He's going to be putting out uh, the series on the Lakers on HBO, which looks fucking awesome. Um, I'm very fired up about that. Um, oh, actually, little fun fact. Um, wow. What's the guy from oh, John C. Riley? Okay. So John C. Riley is playing Jerry Buss in that movie. Uh, basically, Adam McKay and Will Farrell were like best friends, and then Adam McKay decided to cast John C. Riley in that. So now they're not on speaking terms. That is not even the fun fact. That's a warm up to the fun fact. The fun fact is my. I took a trip out to Southern California prior to moving out here in 2013 for a friend's wedding. And uh, we went to Hollywood Boulevard and did like the most touristy stuff possible, and it was awesome. I was just like, I loved every second of it. And while we were walking down, uh, Hollywood Boulevard, John C. Riley was walking the other way, and either, I don't know if I saw him, or somebody, like, pointed out and was like, oh, that person's famous or something, and I was just like, oh, like, and it was the same thing a minute ago, where I just, like, I knew who he was, but I couldn't think of his name, and I was just, like, running through a million names in my head, and by the time, like, I didn't even, like, he, at this point, as I'm thinking of the names, he's just, like, too far away, like, a solid city block away, and fi- I just, like, squirted out, like, shake and bake, shake and bake, and I don't even know if he heard me, but I don't know, that's the fun fact, I yelled shake and bake at John C. Riley. whether he heard it or not, no one knows, um, anyway, third movie I saw, uh, the Alpinist recommended to Joe from Cam, and then Joe put it out to the group which I was a part of. The Alpinist is must see. Um, 90 minute docu on basically the world's most badass mountaineer slash climber, and I loved it. I'm I'm a pretty big uh, rock climbing enthusiast from afar in the sense like I don't do it I have no desire to get into climbing or anything like that Um, but I you know I like that like listening to Alex Honnold interviews and his documentary and I just think in general it's like pretty cool stuff Um, definitely like I don't want to do it but I like that other people do it and I can kind of just live through them Uh, so the alpinist came out in 2018 uh that was great. I would, and it's 90 minutes. So, um, but yeah, those are, uh, those are where we were at with movies. Um, we have some other ones, but you know, we're getting up there in time. Actually, you know, starting up, I was just like, man, I don't even know how to podcast. Like, what's this going to be like a three minute episode? Like, what am I doing? Um, but you know, when it comes to the podcast game, it's it's all about quantity. The quality doesn't matter. Um, and, you know, 20 plus minutes on the quantity scale for do we love it is that's like a that's like an eight and a half out of 10 in terms of quantity quality. We were probably at like a one point three. But who gives a shit? We hit the 20 minute mark and whatever. So uh, I guess keep the write ins coming and 
I will try and keep the podcast coming. I think that's a fair trade-off here. Um, I might, who knows, maybe I'll just, I'm, all right, I'll run this by you guys. And I know it's like unlikely, but there's a part of me where I'm like fired up about work. I'm like, I'm going to go into the office every Wednesday. Um, and I probably won't, but I like to think that I will. And by doing that, then I'll record, like, part of it is, I'm like, if I go in every Wednesday, I'll kind of get, maybe I'll get more locked in at work and make a little bit more money, but more importantly, I'll be podcasting once a week, and then I'll feel better about myself, so, who knows, we'll see, it's, it's good in theory, yeah, it's a pipe dream, okay, it's not gonna happen, but maybe once a month, who knows, um, but, yeah, I think that's all we got, um, there's a crow on the side of the road. David Ortiz in the Hall of Fame. Baseball Writers of America. They're all fucking douchebags. Uh, not really much more needs to be said on that. I think we all know that. Um, go Poppy. All ends with beginnings. What keeps the planet spinning? Uh, the force from the beginning. First time I heard this song, I was in Brooklyn at Kukas Jerry's apartment, and it was a transcendental moment.